All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Gentlemen, welcome back. What? We have matches once again. Yes, we do. International break over. Now, I like what you did, Dave. I like what you did. Took a little creative liberty. We talked about maybe you doing that at the last <laughs> on the last pod we created uh Brian made a joke at the beginning about us going 225 minutes and he was not too far off. It was he more wasn't. like a 125 minutes. I'm not sure what exactly uh, happened, but he was uh, Yeah, good, right? we had a lot to cover. Wow. Uh, and there's been a lot that's happened now in game week five. But Dave, you, you divided that one up into two weeks because we had this international break. Yeah. And I liked it. I think you did a good job Thank with that. Thank you. You know, I ended up working out fine. Yeah. Uh, especially because we, we didn't record midweek. Because even if we wanted to, Scott. There were no matches. There were no matches, but you <laughs> weren't here. That's good. Scott, you... You, <laughs> you said you are going to bring that up somehow. You wasted no time. This is great. <laughs> Scott, I want you to tell everyone, All number right. one, what you did, because I think I feel like this is quite an accomplishment, as my greatest physical accomplishment uh, is getting through two softball games without getting injured, and this is men's <laughs> softball game, that slow pitch, Brian. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know that. Scott, you did your best impression of uh, the U.S. Postal Service team, Led by Lance Armstrong, <laughs> except it's just here in the Appalachians, yeah. not the French Alps. Yeah. To be clear, I'm not a racer, but I did, uh, I did ride my bike a lot this past All week. Right, so, so how, how far did you ride your bike? You and an uncle, right? Yes. Yes. You and an uncle. You now you had this trip planned last year, and we th- did. this is another part of the story I love. You had this trip planned last year. Mm-hmm. You had to cancel it because of. A hurricane. A hurricane. Mm-hmm. A hurricane. We are hundreds of miles inland, mm-hmm. and a f- freaking hurricane <laughs> canceled your trip last year. Yes, she did. Thanks for the rain, hurricane. Yes. So how how many miles did you travel? So there's this road that starts in the state of the United States where we live, which is Virginia, northern Virginia. It runs down into western North Carolina. It's called the Blue Ridge Parkway. This is not a Blue Ridge Parkway podcast, by mm-hmm. the way. I feel like I need to say that. The guys sure. from Top Gear drove it once. Did they really? Yes, they did. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It was a really good episode, too. Uh, yeah, so we we rode the Blue Ridge Parkway on our bicycles. Which, all right. It is 469 miles long. Wow. 460 miles. You did that in how many days? We did it over seven days. Seven days. So, obviously, Blue Ridge Parkway, it's in the mountains. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing the views were spectacular. The views were spectacular. Um, what was your top speed going downhill? <laughs> uh, I I don't know because the odometer stopped at forty. 
So you at least went 40 miles per hour on a bicycle. Yes. Pedaling. Uh-huh. A tricycle. Say it right. <laughs> was he on a tricycle? No one is on a tricycle. There's hey, no was- glamour in the fact, though. That, that only averaged out. It, it kind of balanced out the, the ride because we did 47,000 feet of climbing up. That's insane. And we did roughly 47,000 feet of... Downhill. Descending down. Wow. Uh, but when you're going up, I mean, we, we were, we're, we're not pros by any means. So we were going pretty slow. I mean, there were times we were going three or four miles Look, an hour. climbing 4,700 feet 47, is climbing... 47,000. Thank you. I just... Climbing 47,000 feet in total over seven days, Brian, yeah. is freaking ridiculous. So Ooh. congratulations to you. It was a blast. And your accomplishment. I'm in a lot of pain. During that time, my greatest accomplishment was getting out of bed every day. Mm. The so, best picture, Scott will put him on uh, Instagram. It was when he picked up a hitchhiker in his sidecar. <laughs> I can only hope that to be true. He, I don't have a sidecar. That would, he <laughs> rode like six, what was it? He said six or seven miles with a with a, with a hobo in your sidecar, I think. Yeah, to- toothless. <laughs> toothless hobo. One of your one of your best songs, too. That's right. Yeah, Southwest Virginia's Finest. Oh, my goodness. Well, hey, well done. Uh, you didn't miss much because it was the international break, I, but yes, no, I there's a lot of action ahead of us to discuss today. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, what are we doing here? We're here to talk about Game Week 5 in the Premier League and in Fantasy Premier League. We have a lot of the segments you've come to know and love as part of this episode. We're going to center it all around, as we always do, the Game Week 5 Dream Team. And we'll use that to also discuss some of the storylines that came out of the league this past weekend. There, there were a couple. There mm. were a couple. Uh, and you might so, have a mea culpa in here somewhere, right, Scott? You know what? I threw that out there as, the po- as a possibility, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a curveball your way when we get to that point. Oh, there. Lord. Curveball's coming. <laughs> teaser, <laughs> teaser for everybody else listening right now. All right, Kershaw. All right, Brian, take us Let's away. Let's get on to game week five. All right, let's start at the back. <laughs> Guys, we've got to talk about this goalkeeper who made the dream team. Hugo Lloris. No. Oh, how did he not? Angus Gunn. Oh, jeez. Of course, because it's a Southampton defender, because somehow Southampton is the only no. team that's able to come up with, with clean sheets. I just I want to say this about this. I don't care what Angus Gunn did. There is no team that deserved to not get a clean sheet this week more than Southampton. <laughs> so Sheffield, let's talk about this. Sheffield could not. They, they only have themselves to blame here. Mm-hmm. This is a this is tr- this is trash on par with Brighton and Hove Albion. You say and that, and I'm angry. And I know why you say that. I'm going to get to that in a second. Let's talk about Angus Gunn first. Mm-hmm. His last three matches: seven, five, and nine. Yep. Is seven, it time for us to nine. own? Is it time for us to own Angus Gunn? It's not great if you Nick buy Pope him owners. now. Should Nick Pope owners make listen, the lateral move to Angus Gunn while they still can? If you want Angus Gunn, if you already have his points, great for you. If you want Angus Gunn when they play Bournemouth next week, then at Spurs, then Chelsea, then at Wolves, then Leicester, then at Manchester City, then Everton, and then Arsenal. If you want Angus Gunn for that run of matches, by all means, go get him. I am so angry right now. (laughs) I am so angry. Ryan, you're not angry about Angus Gunn, though. You're angry because Yannick Vestergaard scored five more points. And by the way... His price went up during the international break. Of course break. it did. He went up to 5.1. Sure. How can it not? People aren't listening to you, Brian. Why would they? <laughs> Look at the points no, he's scoring. No, they are listening. Brian said, go get him. 
I go said, get absolutely, him. Sarcastic absolutely go one. get him. How can you deny a guy that scored that many points? Hey, look, guns, <laughs> guns, owner, guns ownership is 2.2%. So, yeah. you know, like Brian said, he congratulated the 2.2% of people. And honestly, maybe some of those people aren't even starting him. I mean, this match, if oh, you probably had... probably not. Look, yeah. how many people that had Lundstrom, John Lundstrom, finally... John Lundstrom? That's his name, right? Is it, it John? Is. I'm almost sure it is. It's John. I gotta believe in myself here. It's how many John Lundstrom owners... Vestergaard. I'm in your head, Finally Vestergaard. felt like... Yeah. How many Lundstrom owners finally felt like, hey, I got a match where I can actually play him, and I feel okay about it? You're doing great until the overturned goal. So, no. This, this is baloney. All right, fine. So we'll move on from this. But there's only one way that we can do that, and that is by essentially introducing a new segment to this podcast because we, we have an episode that's been ongoing for a long time. We call it the Manager Quote of the Week. But I got to tell you, Chris Wilder is my new this favorite is manager. third in like five weeks. I don't even know. Third it's, in five match weeks. I'm almost positive Chris Wilder's had the manager quote of the week. I don't care what he says here. I'm sure he's feeling similar feelings to the ones I'm feeling right now, and I believe whatever he said. I don't care what it is right now. I believe it, and I'm on his side. <laughs> That's, tell us, Scott, what he say? Well, this quote in particular has to do with the disallowed goal for mm-hmm. Ollie McBurney. Right. He says this. Which I think was ruled correctly, right? Yeah. Yes. I think okay. it was. All right. Yes. I'm not arguing that. But listen to what Wilder says. Right. I've got to get used to the Premier League. It seems a different game we are involved with. I thought he was correct with the VAR decision, which he's referring to disallowing the goal. But I don't understand the handball one. I think Ward Prowse has handled it when three of our boys are right round it. This is another incident later in the match. That has gone against us today. But in about four weeks' time, we will have someone come out and say, we got that one wrong. Oh, yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> I knew I was on Yeah, the you love that, Brian. Of course I do. Yeah. Listen, as I watch this, I know this has nothing to do, well, like only it does have a little bit to do with Angus Gunn. I don't know if anyone, I was thinking this as I was watching this, I don't know if anyone has had as many great chances to score this season as David McGoldrick. I don't know how many times that guy can put himself into position to score and blow it. And guess what? I'm right. Guess who's leading the league in missed chances, missed big chances this season? Is he on pace to get the, the Most Wasteful Player of the Week award Six. named after him? Six. Six so in five match weeks? Six big chances missed for David McGoldrick. And he had, I would think, two in this match. Wow. He had a one-on-one with Gunn, and it's like... I'm going to kick it right at his foot. I'm going to kick it right at his foot. <laughs> I can put it anywhere. I got the whole thing in front of me. I'm going to put it right at his ankles. <laughs> and he did. Uh, yeah, this... Brian's, Brian's, Brian's upset. <laughs> hey, Brian, I know what's going to make you feel a little bit better. Well, what is it? There's another saint who made the Game Week 5 Dream Team, and we asked you to teach us how to say his <gasps> name. Because, oh, yeah. Because- I like this guy. So they had, I'm, this is nothing... I like saints. I'm completely fine with it. I'm just mad about... Uh, Vestergaard? Yes. Yes, 100%. Vestergaard. F- infuriated. <laughs> Hold on. What infuriates you more, Duncan Duffy or Vestergaard? Well, thankfully, Duncan and Duffy have been non-factors sure. this, pre- this Premier League season and this fantasy Premier League season. Yeah, right. so, yeah. I, so, so far, they are not okay. bothering me. All right. 
right. Toast. Shane Duffy's hardly even played. Yeah. Uh, Burn. Burn's been in there. I like Dan Burn. Yeah. It's the only guy that I like from that team. T- tell me about the Southampton guy. You want to learn how to say the Southampton goal scorer in this match? Yes, because he scored now in back-to-back. Well, that's not true. He scored in two of the last in three weeks. his last two appearances. That's, that's, that's right. And his, his only, well, he scored in week two. He sh- showed up for th- 13 minutes. But tell us. Yeah, you want to learn how to say it with music behind it. Usually we do something like that. I there's not really a good pun here, and I I know I've tried to do that sometimes before. So can we just play a song that I kind of like? I feel like will be fun and and light for this segment. Fine. It's I just little, want it's hey, a little play, annoying and lazy, but fine. I just want New Order, the song Age of Consent, perfect New Order track, very classic. This is a great time okay. for this. Let's learn how to say this guy's name. Wait, is this guy 21 years old? Age of Consent. That has nothing to do. This is nothing weird. <laughs> There's okay. nothing right. weird behind it. I'm just asking. Just On asking. paper, this week's How to Say seems like it would be the one to make me finally break my podcast contract and look for another way to torture myself for a couple hours every weekend. Hmm, I could research this How to Say, or I could army crawl through a field of mouse traps. <laughs> Tough call. <laughs> But when I look at this Saints player's profile and see the words Mali, French, and Belgium on wow. the resume. That's, that's You've done those how, before. How could you blame me for not wanting to do that? As long as it's got some French in there, it's good. Thankfully, I said on paper because I think Musa's name is not so bad. We've had a few Musas. Yeah, the there league. are a few Musas. It's not the first. Since he's not in Belgium anymore, I can simply mention that he played for... Standard Liege. Liege. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would have said Liege. This is a this is an extra. There's an accent, there's an accent in it. Liege. Yep. Okay. Since the Frenchness of his name is very, very minimal. <laughs> I can just I can just crack open a Stella Artois and pour it straight into une toilette. <laughs> I was gonna say you hate Stella. The only sad part is that there's there's no easy or obvious way to find him saying his own name, and his name is not featured on the excellent pronunciation website Forbo.com. Sponsor us. Yeah. However, we use you often. There, yes, there is an outstanding video of Liège fans saying his name, presumably after he scored a goal. It's a call and response. It's the full stadium. The announcer says Musa, and the crowd says. Janepo, Musa, Janepo, Musa, and they go back and forth, and it is awesome. Really? Yes. I trust the the stadium announcer well, for, and, and the number full, one they're French, so and the full they're Belgian. Or they're, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, forgive but, me. But but that's there's enough French. I'm sure there. It's Liège. Uh, I trust their pronunciation. They're not putting some dumb Anglican. Spin on it. Anglicans yeah. again? We're back on the Anglicans again? <laughs> we are off the Anglicans, David. Your two goals in like eight minutes of playing time score. And the slayer of all of those Lundstrom clean sheet points mm. is none other than Musa Janepo. Spelled D J E N E P O. Yes. 
No accents. I think that's the big giveaway. There's no. There's nothing in there. Ginevra. Yeah, I think. I think it's. I think it's straightforward. And like I said, I believe all the fans. It was an amazing effort. His goal was awesome, and it's the thing that Saints fans were told to look forward to when they signed him. Well, it was the first thing I want to say too. Like the match announcer said, here's a guy that got rewarded for being honest. He yes. could have gone yes. down easily. Yep. And, he got pulled back. At the and start got of his pulled run. back. Yep. And just powered through. Uh, a reporter that covers Liege uh, told a Southampton blog, Read Southampton, that the things, the thing that Saints fans should have been most excited about when they signed him was his dribbling. That was the number one thing. Well, he that's said. I, if I recall right, that's how he scored both of his goals. They've been independent efforts. Yeah, just, individual efforts. Yeah, just amazing, amazing effort both times. And the one thing that guy said that he needed was consistency. Well, I don't I, know that you're getting that from him here, and I know people are going to probably buy him, but because he looks yeah, really good, you're not going to get consistency. Well, maybe, you, but you might. Him. I, well, I don't. Well, no. I don't know if you finally get some consistent playing time. Well. I mean, start there. Look, he's Nathan, at five point four. Nathan Redmond's still hurt, so I'm not saying they're not like it's not a one for one kind of thing there. But I want to see. I'd like to see what they have in attack. You know, I, I, he if has he anyone keep, else been scoring for Southampton? If he keeps playing like this, he's going to get himself spot in the, a regular spot in Stop the squad. Stop right now. Is he the leading scorer for Southampton with two goals? Probably. Very possibly. How do you not play that guy? Uh, and and I'm saying this as a Sabalos Sabios owner. Look what look at me there. Yeah. As a Sabios owner, you gonna go down to Gineppo? Maybe. No, you're not. <laughs> Emery terrifies me. Well, he should. We'll get to that in a minute. And by a minute, I mean 225 of them. Sure. No, yeah. I like the guy. I hope he gets. I hope he does stay in the. Listen, side. If, if he starts another game, period, and he and doesn't get anything, is seeing, he 5.4? He's he 5.4. So he had, he, he got to, he by, got, it was enough to drop, which is again which, yes. but, weird. But this doesn't make sense because his ownership is 0. 0.1 percent. Okay, yeah. That how did is, he drop? How'd you ever drop? That's hey, crazy. You know who it took only three weeks of of about a million transfers out to drop? Anthony Martial. He's finally seven point six. Unreal. He stayed at seven point seven until a couple days ago. I want That's this ridiculous. to be known. Brian has tracked this closer than than I and probably many. But there are supposed rules on when guys are supposed to drop and when prices are supposed to drop and rise. Yeah. The honest to God truth is, if the the gatekeeper, the keystroker mm-hmm. of FPL who controls one person is probably controlling that keyboard, it's not they don't have an algorithm for it. That nothing drops unless that player, unless that person says the the player's price is dropping. Does that person uh, have an FPL squad of his own? M- Listen, another interesting <laughs> thing to know. Conspiracy theory. Because Conspiracy let me tell you theory. something. There's been multiple times where Salah and or you know, others, Kane and now Martial, have, are, should have dropped multiple weeks, and they, and they don't. Mm. And we've been doing this long enough to know the supposed rules. There's bollocks. It's bollocks. <laughs> Some bollocks. Yeah, bollocks. Sabiocs. <laughs> oh, wow, look <laughs> at see, you. I see what you did there. All right, moving on to the Game Week 5 Dream Team. There are three Spurs to discuss, wow. largely because we had a Spurs 4, Crystal Palace nil result. Yeah, ma'am. You know, I, look, I know this, this, this will sound a little crazy. One of the kind of, there was a huge surprise result of the weekend. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. I felt like 
the 4-0 and just the complete demolishing of Palace was sort of surprising. Palace was coming into this game with a decent defensive uh, play up to this point. That's true. And and, and we talk we if we didn't talk about it we should have that the last oh the last 2 years of Spurs Crystal Palace matches have been no more than two goals separating them. Yeah. No, just like 1-0, 1-1. Like, like okay, yeah, overall 2-0 at the most. I mean, there was never it's just not it was a high never it was fixture. never yeah, it was never a blowout. It was never like this and and honestly, I mean if uh no, I, I mean that first opportunity they had on the free kick. Luca put it in there. Cahill played it back, and they, they just it, it, either way. Luca put a ball in there that was that was very good. If they score early, you know, I feel like that may it, shake it things it up. Always it always changes it, that things. Sh- that shakes things up a little but bit. Here's but here's the other thing too: Spurs' offense had been inept in the last three or four weeks. You know, not, not really great. knowing. Yeah, not great. I mean, look, Arsenal kind of gifted them at least one or two goals. At least what it felt like when they played a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that's what Arsenal does every week: is they're going to give you a penalty every single week because they have idiot players. Not just Arsenal, but and it's a not specific, Arsenal moment, but a specific Arsenal defender. But yeah, we'll get to that in a little. Anyways, bit. moving on. Look, Spurs looked a little bit of a different team out there. They, Ryan. Looked, they looked like the Spurs. We definitely did not talk about it after last week. The relief in the post-match comments from Pochettino, with because the, the window was finally closed. The announcer saying, "You know, do you, you know how you know kind of your reaction to the to the North London derby," and it was basically him saying, "We can start the season now." I feel like now we know, like we'll have like once that once the once the transfer drama is over, I feel like we can get to real work. Yeah, yeah. and. That's what this felt like. Well, in the post-match comments after this win, Pochettino had mentioned that he had brought the the squad together and had basically said, "All right, our, essentially what you just said, our season starts now. Let's mm-hmm. let's focus. Let's do what we know we can do, and let's let's get going after this." Yeah. And what we saw was the result of that: two defenders making the dream team. I'm interested if he, I'm interested to know if either of you are interested in either of these guys. Serge Aurier scores 14 points. Toby Alderweireld with 10. So, I. Go ahead, Ryan. This is your team. I own Kyle Walker Peters, <laughs> who trained this week, and who multiple places said was going to start should get his place back, and he did not. And I've never been more frustrated. Not since Sheffield United blew a clean sheet against Southampton <laughs> to not have a player in a match. Like I wanted Kyle Walker Peters here. Yeah. And I did not get him, and Serge Aurier probably probably got himself at least another week of of a of a start. Spurs right back always seems to be Spurs right back is decent. back. The only yeah. problem is this is the most competition that there's ever been for that position. for that position because Foyt is still yet to uh, yet to be considered. Scott, to answer your question, I don't know what to do about if I want Alderweireld or Aurier. I'm probably just going to hold at the moment. REA is a 4.9. So I'll say that like that's to get a, a if he's going to continue to play. That was his first playing time yeah. of the year. You Rosen with a 14. You might be uh, yeah, of course it was Two his first bonus points. He's been hurt. He had his stupid hand injury from the stupid summer when he hit the stupid table when he was playing for Ivory Coast and that's hurt his right. hurt his arm. In the stupid Afcon game. 
So he's so he's only now he's been on the bench of before. Stupid for him, Scott. It it does happen to reinforce everything Brian jokes about how you feel about things. Oh though. Lord, I should never said that. Pochettino said you'll be shocked to learn this that Aria's issue is consistency. Now he needs to show and be consistent. It's not only one game and the the second game the focus and intensity start to drop. That was that was his. That was his perspective on Poch Aria. Is Poch pretty much telling us not to go get Aria? <sighs> no, I think Poch is telling us that Aria is probably playing next week and the to whole... show consistency. Yeah, they do. Who do they play this week in Champions League? I think with Champions League stuff getting started, that, that'll be a. I think that'll be a, a good indicator. If he re gets the start midweek, that'll. I think that'll tell you a lot about who might be getting in uh, next weekend against Leicester. Yeah. Well, so anyways, Scott, I, I got my eye raised on REA. You love the price. No, there, there's no doubt. <coughs> there's Who, no doubt. If and you and I like him the most as far as attacking goes. Yes, I mean he's been, he's done it. He he's already done, done it. it. He's done it. So I, I would I way prefer REA if I knew. And I would say at this point, especially with the schedule going forward for them, they still have a they still have a pretty good run. And like I said, over the course of the season, they have a really balanced run the rest of the way. So. I would love it. I mean, I would do it in a heartbeat. But I just until you know who's going to play, I just I feel like you can't do anything about it. And then there was that third spur that made the dream team. He scored 16 points in this past game week. It's time for us to talk about Sun Hyun Ming. Yeah. Scott, you know what they say? No. The sun always rises the next day. Hmm. Okay. You can't hold that sun down forever. Here Scott. we go. It's true. The sun was shining bright. You asked for this, Scott. You could only keep those blinders on for so long. And then that piercing light broke through. Mm. Yes. You did this. I don't know what to do with it. You did this. He's from South Korea, not from the land of the rising sun. Oh, boy. You did this. But he is. How many more do you have? (laughs) Okay. Hey, look. The the most happy guy in the league is back, and he was happy. Oh, he, he was, was happy, happy, all right. He's been back for a couple games, but let me, well, look, the last two games, a 5 and a 16, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, what is it time to bring Sun well, in? So let's, he's 9.5. He's at that dumb, weird range that no one knows what to do with. It's true. We know not to go to Nicola Pepe. No. Do we go to no. Sun, though? Sun's I mean, different. I, so, I, so for me, the only other person at that range is... Is it is it Sun or is it uh, Kevin DeBrowna? And and, and hilariously, right now, for the first time in a few weeks, the transfers in and out have flipped for those two. I think this is the first time in a while that yeah. DeBrowna has been DeBrowna's being sent out. Oh yeah, and and so and, but that's which reactionary. Is, which is very well, reactionary. And, and I need to, yeah, we need to say that like every single time a top player doesn't score. People freak out, and they and they transfer him out. People are selling Sterling right now. Okay, yes, he's gone two weeks without getting you any offensive returns. They're coming. It's freaking Raheem Sterling. Right. What do you think he's going to do? Keep yep. that up? No. Yeah, it sucked if you captained him the last two weeks. I get it. And your, your, your little tushy's probably burning, just like mine is, almost. I Almost last second, I changed him this week to Aguero. He still didn't get me much, but he got me something. Wish I would have been man enough to transfer my captain to Tammy Abraham, <laughs> but I was, I'm not man enough for that. We'll get to that next. Anyways, let's talk about Sun. Bottom line is, 
man, I'm not ready to bring him in just because I can't fit him into the way my my team is made up yet unless I wanted to get rid of DeBrowna, and I'm not sure I'm ready to get rid of DeBrowna yet. Sure. So unless you're one of those guys who's making that move from KDB to Sun, you might not be going there. Or, But if you're wild carding, if you've held on to your wild card, and that's yeah. been a topic we've discussed every week because it's there for everybody, and that that first half wild card chip is there to, to, to use – and people have been to a great degree over the first few weeks of the season. But those who are still waiting, you know, this is your chance perhaps to construct your squad. And if you do, I don't think any of us would, you know, would criticize fall. anyone no. for bringing Sun in. No. no. No, not at all. I, As a Kane owner, I can say I would make that move uh, to find a way to make Sun my Spurs attacker at the expense of Harry Kane. Sure. There's too many other forwards that you could go to. Even though Harry sure. Kane will probably end up being okay at the end of the season as well. I think so. And I know what I said about Harry Kane. However, I just want to say really quickly that Ryan O'Hanlon, writing for ESPN, an article about the decline, Harry Kane's drop-off since the end of the 2018 season. And the numbers are not promising uh, basically just real qu- quickly he's he's scored 13 non-penalty goals last season that's a number that's been matched by like in this decade by people like andy carroll <laughs> gabrielle ugbon lahore has wow, scored yeah. 13 goals in a him. season so that, that's names that he names in that article in, in particular. But 13 non-penalty goals is still a decent it's comparing it to the harry kane who scored 28 goals Two seasons ago, or three seasons ago, or whatever it was, two seasons ago, it yeah. was in it was in Salah's thirty goal season. I guess. So what his so the the question is is this just because uh, this is across the board? It's it's every statistic. It's his actual production. It's his expected goals. It's where he's getting his big chances. Everything is at the lowest point that it's been uh, in two years. So the suggestion is, I mean, obvi- the obvious thing is he's been hurt. And he's been going nonstop after significant ankle injuries. Mm-hmm. Spurs always downplay it. He keeps going. Has he fully recovered? Is or is or is or is his like diminished state a little bit more realistic mm. of a performance for him going forward? It's still good if he gets twenty goals, which well, he, it, which you think he probably should. I just want to say this: this season. He's taken 14 shots so far. 14. He only had one shot. In five games? Five games, 14 shots. He had one shot here. It was from way outside the box. Do you know who has 13 shots this season? Tom Cleverly. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Harry Kane has four shots on target this season. Son has seven. And Son, as you know was suspended for the first two games of the season. Yeah. This to me is uh, like I know that I said until the until the wheels fall off with Harry Kane until the ankles fall out, but I just can't. Not this Harry Kane, not the Harry Kane that's drifting out wide, that's playing playmaker, not in the box, not getting touches anywhere near the the 6-yard box and hardly any inside the penalty area at all. Sun looks amazing. Eric Lamella looks better than Son or than uh, Kane. Anyway, that's all I want to say. 
Just to be fair to Harry Kane, though, to balance this, I know he's worth 11 pounds mm-hmm. at, the, at the moment. But his scores for the first five weeks, 13, which was a great start. We suspected he broke the August curse on that one. 13, 2-2. Two, two, yep. But then 6-5. and five. He had and, an assist on one of the goals. Right. It's not been terrible. It's not terrible. It's just not and, what we've come to expect. And I think the LaSalle's fall down in front of Harry Kane move the the closer of the two penalty shouts that mm. he had in the two yeah. the two games with two I think that makes it look a little different if that gets awarded oh yeah one of the twos was at city right so, no, and nobody did anything there. Right. so yeah I I think anyway. there's reasons to keep him but I think there's also reasons I, I like what you're saying Brian if you're gonna go with the Spurs attacker son might be the one yeah all right, let's move on to another match. A couple of guys uh, were added to the Dream Team after Chelsea showed up against Wolves. Wolves 2, Chelsea 5. We'll finish out the defense with Fikeo Tamori, 9 points, making the Game Week 5 Dream Team for Chelsea. You can't. Can't what, Brian? You absolutely cannot trust that. You, you can't trust his... You can't did you see it? Nine? Yeah, nine? yeah, he shouldn't no, have shot. Absolutely of not. Of course, no, I know that. No. You can't go to any Chelsea defender. There's no way. No Chelsea defender. If you and, did, if you did though, he's had two starts back to back, and he's a four point five. This so, is the this is the uh, if Emer- you were this is the Emerson fantasy soccer podcast, and uh, I can't even I can't even endorse Emerson now. Well, no. If you follow us on Instagram, as you should by now, Fantasy Soccer FC, you'll know that it's a running diary of my squad. You got a bonus post this past weekend. Uh, Dave played his wild card. Yeah, I did. We showed you what his wild card squad looked like as of Friday night as well. Uh, but you'll know uh, if you follow us on Instagram that I did transfer Emerson out over the international break and brought in Luca Dina, which didn't do anything for me. I got just as much with Dina as I did with Emerson. Same Your fault. Point. Your fault, five. Scott, that Dina yeah, no, didn't do crap. But but you're right. I think you know we've talked about Emerson because I've owned him for the first four weeks. The potential's been there. But Tamori's a guy who has shown something, but regardless, you're not going to Chelsea defender. If you're going to no. spend money on a Chelsea defender and Tamori's four and a half, I suppose that's your move. But you can't, not because of this. No, no. It, but the guy on price. Chelsea that you should be going to, and and I'm jumping to forward now. Cool, Scott. Tell me. Tell me what I've been telling people. It's Tammy Abraham. You have? Oh, 14 yeah. points. <laughs> oh, yeah, Brian. 14 <laughs> points. Hat trick and an own goal in this match. If I haven't been telling everybody, I've been at least telling my crappy brother, Brother Matt, that uh, Abraham's doing something, and he keeps telling me how crappy he is. It's undeniable and It's now. the weirdest thing because I hate supporting any Chelsea players, but yeah. Tammy Abraham, and I said this last week, I said this last 225-minute pod that we did, mm-hmm. Tammy Abraham passes the eye test, and this is going to sound stupid too, but he passes the interview test. Like, he's <laughs> a wicked, intelligent dude, Yeah, right? Like, he gets it. He's a young guy who gets it. He's tall, he's fast, and he's clinical in the box. He is very What fast. is not the like? Look, is he the best striker? He's the best striker. Uh, he's the best Englishman striker right now. Should Tammy, Tammy Abraham be starting for the for the English national team? I don't know. At this moment, yes. No you way, can't argue Ashley, that. No way, Ashley Barnes. Ashley Barnes is the only other man you might be able to argue <laughs> argue that with. Nah, I give you Callum Wilson. Oh Lord, 
But but as the resident Abraham owner, give us his last three scores, because this is very impressive. Listen, his last three, 14, 13, 13. And then the, the two games before that, one he got subbed on, and the first week he got subbed off against United in the uh, 65th minute. The Remember, 4-0 drubbing. Yeah, the 4-0 drubbing well, and that, by that, United. We said, it, even, even at that point, the match, we knew that it, it was still up in the air at the beginning of the season what exactly was going to be going on with Batshuayi, Giroud, That's and That's correct. Tammy. That's right. If Tammy looked the- great against United. We, we say it forever. He put, he, I mean, there's no reason he shouldn't have scored against Manchester United that first match. He shattered the, the woodwork in that match. Yeah. And then he had that terrible penalty miss against Liverpool and what was that thing called? The Cuppy Cup? The the friendly cup, the cu- I love the super cup. cup, the sup- the super cup, soupy cup, super super cup, <laughs> the super si- sippy the si- cup, the sippy cup, yeah, the sippy cup. Either way, Tammy pl- has played himself into clinical listic. Well, he's not. He's never leaving that squad. Now, are you kidding me? No, he not. scored seven goals in the last three games, and he's up to seven That's, point. And he's up to seven point three. That's as bananas. We, as is we he? Le- he's probably leading the league in goals. I'm sure it is. I'm sure he is. The other guys might have six or seven. No one has more than seven. I can say that. I guarantee. Yeah, Tammy, he's Tammy, tied. and Sergio Aguero are tied at seven. Yeah, it's freaking brilliant. Yeah, Scott. By the way, those are the two strikers that I have on my team right now. Oh, just, just wanted to throw that. That's in there. excellent. No, good job. Good job, Dave. Guys, I don't know what else he has to do, but he's seven point three. Yep. Yeah. If you're not thinking about owning T- Tammy Abraham, that you then you just don't care about fantasy Premier League. <laughs> I mean, I. If you're not thinking about it, you don't have to go get him because it might not fit the makeup of your team. Right. I get that. If you're not thinking about it, then you are an idiot. You should at least be thinking about <laughs> yeah. it. At least be thinking about it. I don't know how you couldn't be thinking about it after 17 goals in three games. And let's talk about this. And this this should clue you in on what you should do, Scott, if you don't do it, if you yeah. don't have him. All right, I'm, They're I'm home listening. to Liverpool next. But yeah. let's be honest. Liverpool's had one clean sheet in five match weeks. Mm-hmm. Then they're home to Brighton, at Southampton, home to Newcastle, at Burnley, at Watford, home to Palace. Yeah, it's a great run. Whoa, can I and, get some? And, Ma- can I get some Mason Mount up in here too? That, well, maybe. I'm not. Listen, I know a lot of people are going to him. A lot. I'm Be- just not as. I'm just. Not you're not. As you're not bullish on Mount. I don't buy his garbage 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 time goal that he just scored this week. I get that, but look, let's we've said this before. This is not something new. Points are points, Brian, no matter if they come in garbage time or not. He has 31 fantasy points on the season. His last 4 matches, 10, 8, 2 and 9. 3 of those matches, he's in all 3 of those except for the 2 he's getting bonus points. I know, and he's doing a lot of extra work. He has 11 key passes for the season. That's the same number that Mohamed Salah has for the season. I'm just saying... So you're not... I, I just think he's. this is the busiest that he has been anywhere near the penalty area since the beginning of the season. He Against Sheffield, you know how many, you know how many times he was in the penalty area? You know how many shots he had in there? No. Zero, okay. zero, and zero. So he had nothing, nothing, and nothing anywhere around okay. the so, so you're, around the box. So you're going after the one game in the last four where he did nothing, nothing, nothing. No, but I'm just Leicester, saying, Norwich, and Wolves, 
He had a 10, 8, and a 9. Yeah, and against Leicester, it's a bad giveaway by Wilfred and Didi that gets him his goal. I mean, that's yes, it's his hustle that does it, but that is a that is a unlikely so is he source the, of goals. Is he like I'm Ale- not, look, Alexander Luck a good luck luck luck? No, it's I mean it's <laughs> him and Dan Dan James. It's Daniel James. Right. Is the counterpart to him okay. at this point in the season. And so you'd rather own Daniel James? I'm saying they're about the same. I'm saying that both guys. So have you had, don't want any part of either of them? I don't know. I just don't. I, I could see maybe Mason Mount more, just because I think that. I just uh, don't know. I don't know why. Like, so you're saying every every good score, fantasy score he's had this season is luck a luck luck. I'm saying that his score, like, he should do something good against right. Norwich. I'm saying he. I'm just saying his what he's doing in the key areas is not that great okay and i'm saying that it's a little bit it's not quite it's not ross barkley from his hot streak last season because i think he's probably i mean he's got a better spot in the squad and i think he's i mean looks to be a better player fine i'm not saying you're dumb to have him i'm just saying it's i'm just saying it's this is not look he scored a goal in the 95th minute in a and it was the game was over it's, they still the fantasy points I know, still count. I know. I'm just saying, like, and if anything, that tells me that I want the guy who's still giving a damn in the 95th minute trying to score. True, that is true. I'm just saying he's got two of his three goals this season are trash goals. Are not great. Shifting gears slightly to their opposition, to Chelsea's opposition in this match. There's a there's another club that so far this season I've been pretty wrong about. We'll get to that shortly. Listeners of this podcast might notice that the top two teams in the table have not been discussed yet, but we're going to get to that. We're getting to that soon. But as wrong as I've been about Norwich City so far this season, I have been equally right about Wolves. They you look, have been. They look disastrous. Yeah. So you go ahead and toot your horn before you gotta you gotta eat you, eat there, coal. I, you cannot with possibly. Norwich. There is not one. Mick Swanger, I want you to know that normal Americans. <laughs> Don't say eat coal. That's not a thing. Yeah, no that's one, so funny. I was gonna no say something about that. Grow, inside inside joke. There. Growing up in Western Pennsylvania, I was gonna I was gonna make a joke that that was something that we used to say. Eat coal. Yeah. Suck on that, Scott. Normal Americans do say that. It doesn't get more normal he than, said than Western, Western PA. Yeah, it's not normal. Oh my gosh, that's heart heartland of America right that there. Is absolutely that's right. Not the heartland of America. That's right. The heartland yeah, yeah. of America, where a gallon of milk is more expensive than a than a whatever size amount of meth you want. By the way. <laughs> what sizes do they sell methamphetamines in? I'm not sure. I just would like you to know milk is more expensive. <laughs> Before Okay. Before we go any further on that note, I do have something I want to put out there to our listeners. We have a, a, a core of listeners who are awesome about reaching out to us and asking about lineup suggestions and, and giving us feedback. Uh, and Dave, actually, one listener in particular was uh, bold enough to reach out to you to try to extend a bet to you. Sure. Because you'd made a comment last week in the pod, which I think it was the Part A episode. Got you. You'd made a comment about how you didn't think Chelsea would be top 10 this season. Yeah. And there's a listener willing to bet bourbon. Yeah, that was uh, a good bet. That that was the case. That, that, that they would. He he thought they would finish top ten against your statement, which was recorded for posterity. 
on this podcast. Sure, no, no, no. That but, they would not finish in the top ten. And what did you do about that bet when I reached out to you and let you know about this? No, bet? you did. You and I'm like, man, like that's so tough, though, right? Because I'm starting to, I'm, I'm thinking, like, man, I'm bringing Abraham in. <laughs> like, I've been watching freaking Tammy Abraham score goals, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is he is he possibly going to be able to single handedly keep Chelsea in the top ten? And I'm like, man, I can't. I can't make that bet. If we tighten it up to top six, now maybe oh, it might be a little interesting. All right, I uh, hope you're listening. No, I, I hope listen, he's listening. It was a fair. Uh, it was too too heavy on the other side for me. Sure, but he's fair. I like being called out. I can respect that. Uh, I did. They're holding uh, us accountable. I, no, that's fine. I openly, uh, I openly said it, and then when called to the. When called to the table to qualify it, I backed off a little bit. Your words have meaning, Dave. Fair enough. So, Ryan, I respect you. Well well played on your part, listener Ryan. Not all-star listener Ryan. But, hey, Ryan's must be a thing. We, we like Ryan's. Yeah. Ryan, who called me out on my Chelsea bet, um, let's find another bourbon bet, and I will make one. But that one was too heavy. So let's let's, uh, text back, tweet back. And uh, or message back, and we'll, we'll we'll figure out some. We'll find out something a little bit more even, Stephen. You one, can call me one out. One where on. you're not as big of a chicken. As, <laughs> on a, look, Brian. Brian. Brian's right. Okay. I mean, there's bourbon on the line. Here, some, so. Sometimes, sometimes you're right, and sometimes you're right. Okay? One where the main word you're trying to get out across <laughs> in what you're saying is not bok bok bagok. <laughs> As chickens <laughs> tend to say, <laughs> Dave's head's turning red. But there's something else about our listeners I want to point out too, and this is something I've wanted to say for a while, and I keep forgetting to do when we're actually recording. All right. There's a lot of English statements, figures of speech that we discuss because they show up in manager quotes or player mm. interviews. Uh, announcers will will make reference to these these figures of speech and and we discuss them because we don't know what they mean right but i'll bet there's a lot that we say that our listeners some of our listeners are probably like what what does that mean what what is it that they're talking about because we hit a milestone just not that long ago just a few weeks ago where our listenership in the uk started to exceed our listenership in the u.s at least for one week which is weird and so I'm curious to know, I'm putting the call out, reach out to us on social media, all the channels that we discuss week after week. If there's something we have said, even on this episode, where you're like, what is that phrase? Or that is a weird figure of speech or Americanism that you've said, let us know because I'd love to hear what that is because we call out yours all the time. I'd love to hear what well, ours are for it, you. It, briefly, it happened today in our Slack channel. <laughs> yes, it did. Where uh, brother, brother Matt was telling me to kick rocks. Which, by the way, is not a normal American thing. That's a Smithism. No, it's not. It's a Smithism. That's, a, that's an expression. That is an expression, it's, Scott. It, like, why don't it you might say not be in the, It might not be in the weeby world of no. of. Science. I don't use figures of speech. Okay. Just, so, just say the words. Okay, fine. Matt told me, Brother Matt told me to kick rocks. And all-star listener Barry <laughs> says, I'm not familiar with that phrase. Neither am I. Which was fantastic. That, that's true. So Scott had got educated with it along with... It was a fantastic exchange mm-hmm. where uh, all-star listener Barry uh, explained to us that the Irish just come out and say exactly what that phrase means, mm-hmm. and they don't use other words, and it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah there's More a lot of those. I, I'm, I like all of them. Yeah. yeah. It was fantastic. Hey, one last thing. 
Yeah. Just, just to just for housekeeping purposes, Tammy Abraham's got an injury triangle. Ignore it. Okay. Frank Lampard said absolutely nothing about Tammy's injury post match. Uh, he looked a little crampy there at the end. It's tough scoring a hat trick. It is tough scoring a hat trick. He left early and an goal. And he was healthy enough to mock the Wolves supporters as he held up his three fingers as they were giving I him know. grief as Real he quick. left. So, that so was I just want to just to just to clear to clear it up. Don't uh, ignore the triangle. My point about Wolves. Yes. Is to say that no one for the last two years. Yes, that started with Wolves. Holy Remember that? comeback. Okay. That was 30 minutes ago. Good Lord. No one has put more stock into seventh place finishes and their impact on the following season over the last two years as I have. Uh-huh. Burnley. I predicted it. I even bet both of you they'd finish 15th in the table. And guess where they finished last year in their 15th. Europa League season? 15th. 15th. Wolves, we have a bet on this, Dave. Yeah. I say they're going to finish 12th or lower this season. Wolves are Boy, gonna, do I feel great about that. Wolves are going to get relegated because <laughs> they don't watch themselves. Uh, I think I think Nuno Espirito Santo going to turn the ship around. All right. It doesn't look well, good. Hey, they have the talent, Scott. And it's not like they've true. been saddled with... Horrible Europa schedule. Okay, I don't know what's going on, but they have the talent there. All right. They I wish we had time. I wish we had time to go through the the price stuff, but I wanted to do uh, a segment uh, in a segment we like to call. Hey, just a reminder that transfers in aren't always smart. Uh, Rui Patricio's uh, price has gone up a tenth. Scott, are we ever gonna get through this? freaking dream team oh we're doing a great job holy hell we're going through it we're giving up all the storylines discussing all the players we need to discuss i'm exhausted well then maybe we should just stop here dave <laughs> let's yeah. keep this train rolling all you right. need a lay down <laughs> you go over there scott and i will wrap it up yeah, go have a lay down. You just shout you just shout your ideas <laughs> and hope the mic picks it up all right liverpool three Newcastle won. The only perfect uh, no, club. No, no, no. We have not talked about Buendia or Callum Wilson or Aubameyang. The only perfect club in the Premier League gave us one player in the Dream Team this past game week, and it was not Mo Salah. It was not a defender. Yeah. It was Sadio Mane. Yeah. What do we do with this information, Dave? Let me tell you something. I don't know. Well, I, I know Salah's still outscoring him, but not by much. I know, I know what I've already done. Brian, what have you already done? I have decided against Salah some time ago. So those Sadio Mane points are my points. All right. I wish quiz. I had the guts to have captained him, which I did not. Quiz question. Yeah. Mane got 15, so a captain would have given him 30. Yeah. Uh, would have given you 30 it uh, been this nice. past game week. But here's a quiz question. I want each of you to answer it. It's very simple. The answer is either Salah or Mane. You ready? Ready. Who has the most points per pound so far this season? It's Mane. I, I know it is because there are five points separate them. It I would guess it was Mane. It, was, it, is it has Mane. to be, yeah. The answer is Mo Salah. Okay. What? Mo Salah has stayed steady at 12.5 pounds this season. He scored 45 total points. Yeah. Mane has scored 25 points at an 11 and a half price tag, and he scored 15 points this past week after he moved up to 11.6. Added together, that gives you 3.47, which is just shy of Mo Salah's 3.6. Wow. So it's not much of a difference, but as of right now, Mo Salah is the better choice 
in terms of points per pound through five game weeks. Really? Interesting. That's great. I don't fault anyone for owning any of these players. But isn't the point, I, I don't... pick one or both and keep them and don't change a thing. Yeah. Isn't that the point here? Unless there's an injury issue or a suspension issue, yeah. pick your guy and go. You're not wrong either way. Yeah. This well, week, you know, sure, Mane made the dream team, but Salah still scored nine. Yeah, no, no, I know. Look, if, if you've been... Look, Salah's got 45 points. If you just leave the captainship on him. That's 90 points from one guy. Yeah, man, that's good. Through five weeks. That's really You're good. okay with that. Pick your guy the rest of the season or pick both. I don't care. Choose who you're going to have on Liverpool. Choose who you're going to have on City and roll. And don't make another change the rest of the season. You will not regret it. Anything else from this match you guys want to discuss? I just can't imagine. I was going to say that. I don't, I don't know if any of the stats would matter about Firmino, Salah, or Mane. The only, I mean, I feel like the the big question is what you do with Liverpool defender. And I think the principle probably stays the same, but I just, knowing how many people owned Virgil for whatever reason, because he was 0.5 less than Trent Alexander-Arnold or Andy Robertson, I don't know. Andy Robertson finally gets a return after all this time. His last two scores are 6-5. and He stayed in my lineup, even though his price has gone down to 6.9. Trent Alexander-Arnold has gone up to 7-1. Right. Well, look, we were on this in the preseason. Last year, the defender scoring was abnormally raised for whatever reason. Overall, across the board, defender scoring was way up. And so it was by the end of the year, if you were more heavily invested in defenders than offenders, then you... Points wise, points per pound, you would have you would have been spending your money more wisely. To start this year, I know me for a fact felt like this, Brian. I think you did, Scott. You felt a little differently, and other people felt differently, not just Scott. But I felt like that for whatever reason, I was going to have to start seeing some clean sheets happen before I believed that the defender scoring was going to be on the same pace it was last year. And this year, it hasn't been. Technically, we've been right, Brian. Up to this point so far, the top defenses have not been. It's like every single week, it feels like no one's getting clean sheets, or it's or it's a a, a team with a crap defense that's yeah. coming up that's playing another crap team. Southampton. Yeah. Well, look at. I mean, even Manchester United gets a you know a clean sheet this week. You know, in a match where you would probably think you know Aaron Wan Bissaka is a iffy all week long whether or not he's even going to be available and then he ends up starting they're playing against Leicester and everyone is saying hey Vardy's form has picked up Vardy Madison do you want you know do you want any part of this as far as a Manchester United defense goes and I, I think everybody you know everyone's bailing on all of those guys and what do they do they blank Leicester that doesn't even make sense it's crazy uh this these numbers can come up you know like Sky you said once Allison comes back I agree. You know, Liverpool can could do better. I mean, they can definitely do better. City can definitely do. I'm I still. Think, I think City can do better. I'm still waiting to make the move back to Allison from Ederson. Uh, that's still part of my strategy. I think long term, that's still going to pay off for me. Case in point: Yannick Vestergaard. <laughs> yeah, is the top scoring defender five weeks to the season. Hmm. Okay, so if that doesn't tell you that there's some <laughs> luck involved with defense this year. Then I don't know what else to say. I, as much Brian as you hated to see Sheffield give up a goal to Southampton, mm-hmm. I cringed 
multiple times over when Burnley gave up a goal to the trash birds of Hove Albion. I don't think any of the main I don't think any of the the teams of the you know the 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 team of the week selection going into this week from any fantasy site that you could find out there didn't include either either Dina Zinchenko any uh, Liverpool defender uh, somebody from Burnley like all the numbers for James Tarkowski and Matt Lowton like we talked about Matt Lowton on the you know the, the numbers are obvious and it worked out for no one the only guy in the entire you know basically on any of these clubs that did anything was Andy Robertson and it's just because he got an assist yeah it the temptation has been, and I think we have fed into it at certain points in this podcast over the years, is to treat the matchup that a player has as the number one criteria for making your decision. And this season, I've been especially conscious to use the player and the player's performance first and how I feel about them. Are they a guy that I plan to keep and forget about in my lineup all season long? If so, I don't care what the matchup is from week to week. I don't care what one game week's points are. I'm going to keep that player in all season long and get all of his points. See Callum Wilson. That, that's but, great. That's but, great. Listen, but that doesn't mean that that's up, a right decision. Matchup you can comes, do that. Matchup comes second. And I think, well, but I think to your point, the fact that there is so much unpredictability in the Premier League especially to start this season, I think only makes me more right to say matchup should at most be your second criteria for making a decision. It should not be the first and foremost thing that you're using because you never know from week to week what's going to happen in well, a match. Sure, you can't change your players, every single player week to week, just based on matchups. I mean, that's how the game's set up, right? You can change who's starting. You can have enough starters on your team to then try to move and shift some things around. But so I mean I get I get that point, but I I just think yes you're right. If you just keep one guy, you're going to get all his points. Duh, like that of course is going to happen. But what I'm saying is, you could end up selling a player, buy him back later when he's hot or cold, and or getting bringing in another hot player in that time, and end up your team actually benefiting from more points. And if you just would have kept the one guy who went cold, got hot, went cold, and then got hot again. I'm just saying, yes, you're right. There is one way to do it. If you want to do it that way, just leave that guy in your lineup. I'm not saying that there aren't set it and forget it guys. I just think that it that's not the only and best way to go about it, hmm. in my opinion. Fair. But I think when it comes to guys like what we were just talking about, Salah and Mane, yes. don't overthink it. No, I agree with City that. City players, don't overthink it. I'm doing the same with well, Andy Robertson it's a, right it, now. It's the people who are selling Raheem Sterling right now who who they haven't gotten. They need to hear that message. Come on, don't sell. What are you doing, Brian? Tell people. I don't know why of all the players that you could sell on your on your wh- wh- whoever you're rostering. I don't know how you can make Raheem Sterling one of your sells. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. But let's use that as our transition into. Not only the result of the game week, but the result of the season so far. We've waited long enough to discuss this. Norwich 3, Manchester City 2. I hate giving uh, Andrew Ref credit for anything. Okay. Well, that's not true. All-star listener, Andrew. No, no, that's not true because he uh, definitely, when it comes to refereeing, 
is is our pod's go-to. And he just had a huge milestone this past weekend. Yes, he did. Reached a new level of refereeing in the Congrats United States system. Congrats to him. It's big time. That's big time. I'm, I'm very happy for him. And we bring him up because he's kind of our go-to for nuances and specifics in the rules when things come up during matches, why VAR is doing what it's doing this season, why certain things are called the way that they are. You know, the, He's the, on top of he's it. He's all over it. He's our go-to He's our in-house expert when it comes to refereeing decisions. Another benefit to Slack, he's a part of it. He's That's a heavy exactly contributor. Right. And there's a tier on Patreon where you can join that if you give to our podcast at a certain level each month. That's Patreon. right. Patreon.com slash FSFC. Anyways, in that process, or, and also correct him, he had another good week. He's, he's, he's first. He's in really good shape. Well, yeah. he's first in the mini, mini league. The mini, mini league. Well, yes. we'll just call it the, in, in our mini league, in the super league, the fancy soccer FC Super League. I see. See, okay. see where I'm going there? I do. Um, but he's, he's making strides there. He had a good week. Hey, listen, though. He called them the Canaries, and I, I love that. Can. <laughs> the Canaries. The can. Yes, the little canaries. engine, the Canaries. Yes. Well, they, they did. Man, Scott. Yeah but, how did, yeah, but how did they do it? Which players in particular were the ones who really – did this the ones that scott said had peaked well and no. we weren't gonna see when we dia. had seen the best of them when dia when dia is the guy he's the one who made the dream team with 11 points we gotta talk about emiliano Buendia. hey kent kent well has scored again Brian, he's uh, not on the scott. Dream team. he should he should be because he's kicked <laughs> how about um how about pookie he didn't make it the dream team this year did though, this did week? He? No, he did not. But uh, he did score twelve more fantasy points. I mean, that's a that's an oddity in itself. Scoring twelve as a forward and not making the dream team against City, You're against Manchester City. City. He deserves a spot. Isn't there a thing if you're a promoted side and you beat the uh, the Raining one of the greatest clubs in the history of the Premier League uh, that you should it, get automatic you automatically promotion? stay up for yeah. the next. I think that is few a rule. years. I think it should be a rule. Scott, don't. I can't let you slide on this. Mm. Yeah. Don't you need to apologize to Norwich? No. Don't you need to? I hope they enjoy. They're at that part of the roller coaster ride where you can see what's coming. You're about to head down, Norwich. Like, there's so no going you're up. You're doubling here. down here. Absolutely. They just I am. freaking, with an injury riddled squad. Mm-hmm. And I love David Farka. Daniel. Daniel Farka, mm-hmm. Brian. Is that how you say yeah. Farka like that? Yeah, Farka? we all go hand in hand. Hand um, in hand through their Fark life. He. <laughs> oh my God. It's the song. That's what they sing. It's Park Life by Blur. You should look it up. Their manager said before the match when asked, How are you going to handle this? You just got to park the bus. He goes, I can't, We can't do that. Yeah. We don't have the defensive personnel to do that. We're just going to go after them. And guess what? They caught Otamendi and Zon Stones out, oh. making them look like fools. They. They didn't cower like little b- <laughs> and they freaking went after him and what and they can't walked out of there with a freaking scalp. Everybody said the same thing, especially when when the when he said we don't have the players to park the bus anymore. I think everyone immediately thought seven zero city. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to open up. All right, you're done. You're even more done than you were before. Everyone moved their captain to a citizen. I, I don't know how you wouldn't. Yeah, why not? It just seems like it was the perfect setup for you to not only have to apologize for 
uh, hating Timu Puki, but also gloat about how terrible John Stones is. Yeah, well, Scott, there this may, is perfect for you. There may well be a time this season when I need to read your apology, Brian. Yeah. But to do it to Norwich City, its players, its fans, and to those I may have offended with all my negative Norwich comments. But you know what? Tonight is not going to be that night. Because I have not lost anything yet on this bet. Norwich City, this is the high of the season. Can we just all admit? It was an amazing result. At least when they get relegated at the end of this, they're going to have this night to look back on. They're going to have this night to look back on. You're still holding on to that. Oh, absolutely. I've got a bet to win here. Of course I'm holding on to it. Listen. I'm not uh, gonna, a Norwich relegation bet or the Pookie goal scoring bet? Um, anything involving Norwich right now, I'm, I'm <laughs> desperately holding on to. Listen. But for the record, we've only bet on Timu Pookie's right. goals. I, and he hasn't gotten to 12 yet, has he, Dave? Hasn't gotten to 12. No, we're only five match weeks in, but, and he's halfway there. Uh, <laughs> a little more. Listen, I was skeptical even. Even writing it was skeptical that the stats could hold up. And they are. They're holding up. Pookie has 17 shots this season. He's one of the. He's one of the. He has the same number of. He has. That's. Pookie's got 17. Firmino has 19. And, he, so, and Pookie's so, got six goals. And and Pookie has put the the thing I was skeptical that could happen was that he. So up till I mean this was two weeks ago he had put seven of ten shots on target. So, I mean, I even wrote that exact, those exact words. He's not going to shoot 70% all season. He's about 70% for the season. <laughs> He's got 12, weeks. 12 of his 17 shots are on target. I mean, that's what I'm saying. The guy, right. the guy is, this is not, I just I Scott, continue I, I, to think it's not a fluke. I want to call you out right now. Mm-hmm. You say five weeks. At 10 weeks, at eight weeks, when are you going to say, all right, it's not a fluke? When I lose the bet. <laughs> Not a moment earlier. Right. Not a moment earlier. See, Listen, anyone can do this for five weeks. Even Tammy Abraham's doing it, Dave. I'm just kidding. I like Tammy I Abraham say, a lot. wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding on that one. All right. But seriously, anybody could do this. We've been fooled by guys before. He has. Come on. This is going to be fine. We're going to. It's going to be all right. Yeah, it doesn't look good for me. I will admit that. I, I have to. I have eyes. I can see these matches. Norwich beat Manchester that's amazing, right? But uh, no, no, I'm I am doubling down. There's okay. no way this. He has thirty of his forty-nine fantasy points for the season are against Liverpool, Chelsea, and Manchester City. This guy is owned by forty percent. Flat track bully, Timu Pukki. This Flat guy track is bully. this guy is the this is Super Saiyan Jamie Vardy. I this guy a, is I, I, this Brian, guy uh, is on this guy is on some kind of pace. Do I have to find a way to get him into my team? It, I mean, I'd have to sell DeBrowna to get uh, him listen, into my team. It's the only. It's the only in the mid-season move, mid mid five week move that I've made that's correct so far is buying <laughs> Cantwell and Pookie. The I only do. the I own Cantwell singly. The only singly only solo single move that I've made that is correct <laughs> is getting the points of Can- Todd Cantwell and Timu Pookie. <laughs> Temu is uh, is correct. We could sure. we could say it. We could how to say him, we but might. I don't think it's worth it. All right. No, I yes, Dave. I think you should. I think you already should have. And Pookie and Tammy Abraham and guys like that have made 
all of the expensive strikers look silly so far. Except one. Oh, except we one. We'll get there soon. No, except two. First. That's not true. You, at least you have options at forward so far this year. Let me, I should say it that way. Yeah, no, no, no. You have options at every level that have been very good. Yes, that's And a good, it was not really like that uh, last, last year. Season. I agree. Yeah. Before we move on from this match, because it was a magical match. It was, it was a moment. It was amazing to watch. But there is a player that we can directly point to, and it's not going to be John Stones, but I do want to point the finger at John Stones. No, it was his center-half partner that we want to highlight specifically. We don't usually oh, give geez. out the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award for a defensive mistake. No, we don't. But I think this is worthy. This result Absolutely. and the moment that we're discussing, it belonged to Nicholas Odomendi. Dave, walk us through that briefly. Odomendi is not a Premier League center back. <laughs> Odomendi, how he is playing for City at this point, and, and I said this a little bit last week, it fascinates me how City can be so good, Liverpool can be so good, yet completely, like Liverpool's defense is maybe one of the best in the world overall. Mm-hmm. Easily, easily, I feel good saying that. City, on the other hand, you would never say that. Well, Especially let's be fair. a Laporte-less city. That's, that's part of my point. They've lost Laporte to injury. And Odomendi, it, it would not be both Odomendi and Stones if this happened last season. It would have been company. Yes. A healthy Vincent company would be in there. There is no anchor now to this defense now that Laporte is out. That's right. No, this was a, it was a perfect situation for, for Norwich. It's and, a perfect situation for Kyle Walker to make that move to center back we discussed two weeks ago, yeah, too. Or Fernandinho. Yeah. Sliding back. Absolutely. But Odomendi blows it. They're trying to play out of the back. I mean, it directly led to, I think it was the first goal, right? I don't remember. Either way, one of the second goal, goals. I think. It was either the second or the third yeah. goal because it was a... That was a second goal. It was a shut off, what are you doing? Yeah. Why in the world would you do that right now? Yeah. Yeah. How did you not realize that somebody could run behind from behind you and take the ball away from you? He just I, stopped. I mean, part of me was was surprised that Pep didn't just murder him on the spot. <laughs> I mean, you know I, how intense Pep so gets. So what's wild is I'm not sure there are many other options. I know. That's part um, of the problem. My, an option probably will be Kyle Walker moving over to center back yep. and then Cancelo coming in and playing. That's probably probably the option that might one has to wonder why that didn't happen here one also has to ask why kdb didn't start because he's never had that consistent history of starting a bunch of games in a row scott no it's champions league it's the only thing it can be i mean that is the thing right it is absolutely not that he does not start a lot that is the (laughs) worst possible that is the wrongest thing that you could say about it. That's the it. second time it, he's called you out today. It is, okay. not, it is not the case. Well, hold on. It, it, I see your point, but technically we can look back in, in his history on how many games and or once, and, and this is fair, when European play starts, his minutes are less. Is that fair? Because no. technically that goes along with what you just said, that, that midweek there's a match. And so he didn't start this one. Now, the other thing is, you're playing Norwich. They've given up more goals than anyone in the league. They're, in other words, their goal differential was the most. Yeah, I would think it's more that. Not it, only do they have a midweek match, but it's already in the... like. It's it's a manager-made statement that you, you can see the injury report yourself. You can see the 20 players or whatever it is that they have injured. Norwich? 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Farka named two goalkeepers to the bench just to give the squad a full bench. That's unreal. I mean... It's unreal. (laughs) I I just... I I think it was was all wrong all the way around. Like, it was... It just... There's not... I don't know how else to describe it other than it's... It was an absolute perfect storm. It's unbelievable. Could not have worked out better for Norwich. Look... I will I will stand firm on the fact, and we can go back and look. I'm not sure. K, it's been KDB has never played probably every game of the season in his in his career, and my guess is, look, he's a little he's a little fragile. Oh, for sure. I mean, he usually is. he's going to pick up a little knock here or there. That's right. Going to miss a few games. I owned him, so like I was rooting for him to play. I wild carded him in. Yeah. So it's not like I'm coming at him. No, no. I wanted him to play i wanted him to start he's been amazing and when you're pep Guardiola, your job is to look at all of the fixtures your squad is playing you want to look at what the best squad will be for each of the matches that you have coming up and there's one way to look at it and to say well maybe you know what's the least squad i can play in this match and get the result i'm looking for to set me up better for what might be a harder match in the Champions League group stage coming up in the midweek and and you know beyond in the Premier League. And in this case, it just happened not to work out. Brian, did you get numbers on Brown's starts? Well, no, just the two years ago when he was mostly healthy, he played over 3,000 minutes. What so, does that transfer to matches? I'm not trying to be a, a smart buddy. So three, it. three, you know, it's I, n- I mean, 90 times 38. So you have that calculator? What? 3420. Yeah. So he so, so he missed a total of 400 minutes in in a season. So okay. and that's if that's injury, if that's rest or whatever. 3000 minutes is the equivalent of 33 plus matches. Right. And you say the same thing about so anything over 3000 minutes is and the and in tw- and 2016-2017. So it was back-to-back seasons. He went 199 fantasy points, 209 fantasy points. So he he was 2877, 2877 minutes 3 years ago. 3000 minutes 2 years ago and then last season of course he's injured a ton. Yeah, yeah. and that injury was 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 no minimal thing. I mean, that was a, a severe, significant right. injury. He was not the same player when he tried to come back at the end of the season. All hope was that he would be the real KDB again to start this and season. And he has been. And he has been. But Dave's point remains, if I'm Pep Guardiola, and I don't know KDB, I'm not the one who's putting him through training sessions each day, but there might be some concern about running him out there every time to the extent that that's why we didn't see him here. And it might have something to do, too, with the fact that they've got a crowded fixture list coming up. They are Manchester City, after all. I just don't know how, if you're... If you're Pep and you're making your team and you say, you know what, we're going to give Kevin a rest here this week, we'll be okay with Bernardo Silva, Ilkay Gundogan, David Silva, Raheem Sterling, Sergio Aguero. I think we'll be okay. And you're not. Yeah, it's a very valid point. Uh, uh, I mean, that, that it, it's just shocking. It's shocking to everyone. That's why I said, I don't know how, like, look. Who didn't have who does want Zinchenko starting here? Who doesn't want almost any player? I don't know how you didn't look at anyone you have wearing oh, all of the powder FPL, blue. Yeah, all the FPL uh, advice was play maximize City yeah. at Norwich. Yes. Maximize City. I mean, this went against all conventional wisdom, and it was a great moment as a result. As a fan, it was a great moment for the league. Should have captain Pookie. But I will say, 
this result might now affect what Pep does with his decision-making in the future. You never know. You can never predict what Pep's going to do. Well, now that they are coming up against the the reinvigorated Watford Hornets next week, who knows what they're going to do. He's going to... You would not, predict six goals. He's going to have to... You would predict not six Not only goals. is he have the... He has the fashion of Kike Sanchez Flores to, wow. to deal with next Your week. Your boy, Scott... He's going to have to figure out what to do with that little uh, hurricane that little, that next little week. That little sex pot. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, let's get right to it then. You guys are great at setting up the segues. So Arsenal went to Watford and drew, Dave. Watford oh, 2, Arsenal 2. Uh, we bring it up here because Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang made the dream team as well with 13 fantasy points at forward. Uh, you have to feel good about that as an Aubameyang owner. Uh, I did. If I still owned him, I would love it. You you don't have. <laughs> he... I forgot you you transferred him out. Well, no, yeah. So so before they played Watford. Well, I turned I turned Aubameyang and Kane into Aguero and Abraham. So it's not like I okay. lost a lot. You did right? this week. Um, but I mean, Aguero keeps getting points in every game, too. He's outstanding. Aubameyang keeps getting points in every game. I mean, when you look at it, Aguero's outscored Aubameyang on the year by seven points. So, But both of them have been pointing and assisting or scoring every single week. Yeah. You know the top You know the top striker is in all the land? Who? Timu Puki. Yeah. In all the land after five weeks. Sure. Timu Puki. So, listen... Arsenal, after the first 40 minutes, turned to shit. They really did. Maybe at halftime. It seemed like they got frantic and a little scared. I don't know what happened, man. Xhaka kind of said that. There's a hard, it was more about he? composure. Jaka, granted, Xhaka. Xhaka. It's more of a show. Xhaka. Uh, no, he said, he said after the match that it was... That it was a uh, he, he said fear or scared or something like that. And I think the the... Uh, interviewer kind of asked him to clarify, like, what that's not good, right? Fear, or whatever. And he just he he said it was more of a lack of composure. They needed they needed they needed to react differently in that moment afterwards. Scott, and they you, did not. You know what Arsenal doesn't have composure? A James Milner. Uh, you, you know what they don't have, Scott? A Mark Noble. A Mark Noble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what they don't have, Scott? Who? A Vincent Company. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know what they don't have, Scott? What? A Frank Lampard, mm. player Lampard. Yeah, dude, this is for me. This is panic level leadership stuff that's mm-hmm. going on at Arsenal. There is talent there. There's a lot of talent there, and maybe it was the fact that Lacazette might bring some of this, and he wasn't around. I don't know. He's kind of a soft-spoken dude, but he tends to lead by example. Someone in that. And they got a bunch of young guys, and maybe that's it. They don't have that, I mean, that Mark Noble veteran guy in there. What's the one thing all those guys have in common, though? And what's the one thing that all great squads seek to have first? I'm going to answer that for you and not give you time to think about it. The answer is a spine. That center <laughs> of the pitch yeah. from, top, from yeah. front to back. Yeah. That all good clubs seek to have the spine of the club just 
absolutely locked down, nailed down. That's where your leadership can be found. You mentioned Lampard. You know the great Chelsea squads of the last decade yeah. with Lampard and Terry yeah. playing in the middle. Um, you know, you mentioned company for City, and obviously you you run that all the way through with with guys like David Silva and KDB and and Sterling and Aguero, like all the way down the center of the pitch, starting in the back all the way to the front. You want to have a spine. Who's playing in the middle of your defense? Yeah, no one. Well, I, no so, one that's going to lead your club. Look, this David is, Luiz is a train wreck. David Luiz is Brazilian for train wreck. That's fair. Is it? It might be. Hey, look. I believe you. Th this is me crying a river, okay? Because Arsenal looked like they could have put up six or seven in the first half. They put up two. Um, but you know why you only got a point? It wasn't their offense. Because Watford's now led by Kike Sanchez Flores. Wow. Dave. Yeah, well. The most handsome manager in all the land. You can't change your opinion about these guys now. Now, listen, though. I will yes, say this. Can. I was incredibly disappointed to see that Kike Sanchez Flores came back to Watford. Now, after this match, he was he said he was happy to be back and to feel all the feels of the Premier League again. I think he said emotions, but I'm saying feels. He was happy to feel all the feels of the Premier League. He, he had missed the Premier League. And, of course, if you have the chance to go back to a Premier League squad from sure. any other European you, country, you're you going to go it. back and manage it. it, right? But I'm not sure you do it if it's Watford. Well, I don't know you do that. I, I was, Scott, hold on. He needed to go hold back on. to the Premier League we, to a different club. We don't know what he's getting paid, but you got to believe <laughs> that when he answered that phone call, he's probably thinking there's no way they're calling me up. I don't there's know. no way they're calling me up. He's got to be thinking that. And then he's like, we need you back. At some place in there, they had to be like, what's it going to cost us? I don't know, man. And he probably named his number. It made me question his sanity a little bit. No no one should manage at Watford ever. If no Watford one. did not lose to Newcastle... That VAR call. Would right? Javi Gracia still have a job? Yeah, he probably would. If they had won that match 1-0 instead of draw, get, got, gotten a draw 1-1. Well, and, Our and, league is better because Kiki Sanchez Flores is in the league. Yeah, I love that, man. I can't believe his handsomeness alone drew you back in after you were ready to bury them. It's so weird. I was so happy to see Scott. I know you were too. His armpit sweat. Today. Oh, yeah. He's a man's man. Wearing a sweater in 90 degree heat. Yeah. It, his yeah. armpit sweat, Scott Great. says, smells like the ocean breeze. <laughs> it does. It like does. a freshly, Like a freshly cracked coconut. Look, Scott, let's get this train wreck back on track. Uh-huh. I have one. Is this your Arsenal moment? I guess so. Okay. I have one saving thought that's keeping me in in this season. And Arsenal hasn't. Look, they did get a point out of this, but you would think going. You're up 2-0. To be honest, this is Arsenal hasn't been giving up leads this year. Usually they're behind and have to come back and take it right and or they've had a lead i think this might be the first lead in a long time remember them giving up especially a two goal lead one goal i don't really consider that a lead because it's just one goal back right rob holding rob holding brian maybe just maybe might be the leader he'll be he should be back soon that they need but who does he replace on the pitch david louise the guy that you just got here i don't it doesn't matter by the way, Whether it's Socrates or Louise, by the it way, just doesn't matter. Dave, we gave Odomendi the Wasteful Player of the Week award, but that means Socrates needs honorable mention. Oh, there's no doubt. 
That was rough. And that was what sparked the whole thing. The only difference is City got zero points out of their game. <laughs> Arsenal got one. Fair. Right? Yeah, that's fair. That's valid. They, I mean, they should not have. By the time it was unraveling, they were lucky to leave. Agree. 2-2. Agree. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, the other guy that I'm hoping, you know, maybe could show some leadership, but I think his playing time is probably limited. Is Ozil. It's Kolashinitz. Ozil can kick rocks. <laughs> just kidding. The American saying, kick rocks. Ozil. Is Ozil just a weird dude? Is he listen, just a weirdo? Listen, there was multiple times where he was actually pressing, and then he turned around because either he was pressing at the wrong time. I don't know what if they have codes out there for saying, hey, we're all going to press together. But he's turning around looking, and then once the pass gets by him and no one's pressing behind him, he's throwing his arms up in the air. I want nothing to do with that guy. I don't want that guy to set foot on another Arsenal pitch ever. I don't care what it costs the team. He, he and Jaka. Neither one of them need to be... Arsenal will be a better team overall, flat period, when neither one of those two jerk faces step on the pitch. Mm. You're being kind. <laughs> Maybe. It's valid. Absolutely valid. Kolasinic could be that guy. He's tough enough to be that guy. Well, he, he was throwing shin pads walking off the field. That's what I love. I want to see someone who's pissed at a result yeah. throwing things walking off the field. Um, he, just he, knows, to, he just needs to get the other guys in the locker room. To I hope he went in the locker room and broke some freaking necks. Because he today. knows it was his last. So he only has a few more matches where he's going to be the starter for, probably league, right. for league games. That's probably right. Because once Tyranny's fit, and that might be next week, Tyranny's back in that match. I guarantee it. Well, there's one more player we need to discuss. I saved the best for last, Dave. His name is Callum Wilson. He plays for Bournemouth. He's a forward, and I have owned him for all 33 of his points, including the 13. Wait, Callum Wilson is a forward? Here. I don't think I've heard of this. <laughs> Has this pod discussed this fella? Yeah, 5-5, five, 5-5, five, 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 13! Wow, Scott. Look, it took him a 13 to get him up to 6th place in forward scoring. Listen, if you, let, if you want to have the 6th place scorer on your... Fantasy scoring forward. You you know the cheat. answer to if you, you do. go sign up Callum Wilson. Go sign him up because it took a thirteen to get him there, but he's there. Doggone it! The model of consistency of mediocrity, Callum Wilson. You're this, just wrong. You're just wrong. <laughs> this is the result. I feel like I, I I I any of us have asked about this entire time. Like this is the first match that Bournemouth. Because look at it, look who got the point. Josh King gets two assists. Ryan Fraser scores the scores a goal off the bench. I mean, this is exactly what we've been asking for. It's hilarious that it happened against Everton, who can't buy a goal. They so can't score. They, they get a the goal. Road. They get a goal on the the first road goal that they've scored all season. They got a roadie. And uh, but Bournemouth looked. Better. I mean, Bournemouth. I mean, there were there were definitely moments in the match for sure where Everton was pressing. Probably a better, more clinical team. Somebody without Dominic Calvert Lewin as their main striker uh, maybe does better, but they still are poor. But yeah, this was the Bournemouth I think everybody was kind of hoping would have been here this whole time. Dave, that finally gets us through the dream team, and that gets us through all the major storylines of the Premier League as well in game week five. Uh, we've discussed a lot. We've covered a lot of territory. There's just a couple other things that we need to do before we wrap this show up. Let's go back now to our Fantasy Soccer FC podcast mini league. There's been a little bit of a change at the top. Before I go into 
the top three and what's happened there. I just want to point out that our listener, Ryan, who uh, attempted to make that bourbon bet with you, yes, he's fifth in the league. Is he? Yeah, he's 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 smoking you. Super Frank's eleven. Look at that. Yep, absolutely. Dominion two thousand ended his run in first place by dropping down to third. Scott, are you taking a segment over? I thought this was my segment. I like yeah, that. I don't like the way you do it. I mean, you cover everybody's <sighs> names. Are you so saying he's uh, old Dominion? I mean, we are in Dom- the old Dominion. Dominion two thousand. That's interesting. Game of Thrones takes over first place. Great and, name. Uh, Great name. Royal Rumble joins the top three for the first time this season. You're not going to give credit to their real names there? No. No, I mean, you, you don't I, like We it. don't have their permission, do we? Well, they're in the mini league. Sure, they'll give us permission. Right. Anthony, fine. Game of Thrones, Anthony. We'll do. Is that fair? That's fair. All right. Royal Rumble, Ben. That's right. And Dominion 2000, Pookie. Xander. He is Pookie and Cantwell. So Sala, Mount, Aguero. And Andy Robertson. Okay. Royal Rumble, Ben. Should have Captain Pookie. Hey, who did, uh, listen, the top guy in the league went with Sala. Game of throw-ins, Captain Sala. Not a bad week. Brian, he had Josh King. Smart. Got all 10 points of his, along with Aguero and Ayu. And then he also had Mason Mount. So, and By the way, the disclaimer that we need to give out here is that we are recording this on Sunday night. So there's actually only been nine matches played out of the 10 in game week five. We're still waiting on Aston Villa West Ham, the Monday night match, uh, as we record this. Just, yeah. just disclaimer. But I doubt that's going to affect too many people's fantasy teams. Let's just be honest. I'm still waiting on Lanzini's points. That's, okay, there we go. That's fair. Yeah. I actually have an Aston Villa defender. That's right. But he's on my bench, so it won't matter. <laughs> if, only, uh, if only it had gone better for Manchester City that they would have not had to bring in uh, KDB for the eight pointless minutes that he was out there. <laughs> I could have gotten two of my bench players' points this week. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I would have gotten Cantwell's goal, but who cares? Well, hey, let's jump into this quickly. Scott, who uh, this? and I know it's early, way too early to say, who is your captain going into next week? You've been pretty consistent leaving it on Sterling. Sterling's had two weeks of no returns. Are you sticking with him? Yes. I agree with you. I would, too. They're home to Watford. This is Watford. especially the week to do it after you lose at Norwich. At, oh, my gosh. Peppers yeah. going to be thrashing next 100%. this week. And my transfer is going to be probably uh, Tielemans out, Mount in. Yeah. Good call. I can't believe you haven't done that yet. I've been using my free transfer in other more productive places. Mount's going up tonight, so you're, it's going to cost you more if you haven't done it already. Brian, If he go hasn't ahead. gone up already. Brian. Well, I mean, I'd say outside the obvious. It's too early to say I get it, but is there anything? Is yet? there anyone other than a Manchester City player that you're captaining? And I don't know how you could, considering Manchester City has scored like 50 goals against Watford in the last three years. You can't pick, you could hardly pick a Manchester City player who has not scored at least once against yeah. them recently. I currently own Aguero, Sterling, and DeBrowna, and I am going with Sterling along with Scott. I am matching Listen, in form, I don't know how you don't consider, if you have him, I don't know how you don't consider Aubameyang at home to Aston Villa. Uh, I agree. That that is outstanding, and I think uh, having Aubameyang is uh, probably shrewd because I think not many people, uh, what's his ownership? If only we had a way. 22%. That's high. What am I talking about? Who owns Aubameyang? Just 22% of the world. <laughs> hey, 
But but that's but that's twenty six percent own our own uh, Guero, so that's something. No, that's good. I think that he's one of those guys. I mean, who twenty two percent own Kane, so that's interesting, right? Where where should you be owning right there? Twenty two percent own. Well, I was gonna say based on historically, Leicester no, Kane has scored like twelve times against Leicester in the last five years or something like that it's like the he scored the most against lester i think or something he's he's got it's he likes to play lester a lot is the point uh but and and jamie vardy has scored multiple times in the past couple years against against spurs so i just feel like form for those guys is not quite as uh as hot as some of the other people agree completely dave just so you know i already made the move to mount to Two months to Mount, so I had a did, did few Mount, tenths in my bank. Did Mount make it? Did I he only went up, up a tenth. He did. He You missed it. During this pod, he was 6.4, but you transferred in him at 6.5. But why do you care? I don't care. You don't care? No. Because you don't care about I got my value. guy. I got my guy. You got him. I got my guy. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't care. How much money you got in the bank? A couple tenths. There you go. Yeah, I'm fine. You're wealthy. Uh, I feel fine. <laughs> no issues here. Dave, anyone can find us at yeah. all of the major social media sites, Twitter, Facebook, Fantasy Patreon, Soccer FC, Instagram. Just make, look up Fantasy just Soccer. Just make it happen. FC. Get, yep. Make it happen. Give us a good rating. Even That's if right. you, even if you don't want to. At, at where you listen to this podcast specifically, yeah. we would yeah. love a great rating. Uh, and it'd be a, a fantastic. Review. We don't yeah. deserve it, but we would love it. Especially you don't not think this that uh, you don't think that Liverpool playing Chelsea is no. a good matchup. You'd no. rather you would go Manchester City player over Salah, Mane, Firmino. So the the thing that I don't I don't trust about Chelsea is they'll figure out a way next week to be good in defense. It's not like they don't have the talent. They've just been bad at defense. They'll figure it out for next week. I guarantee it. I Chelsea's always a team. Doesn't matter who's there. They always seem to get up for the bigger games. And I just, it, it's. You don't think it, this is different, Chelsea? This is, though? This is different, Chelsea. Maybe this it is, this might is baby, be. This is baby Chelsea. I, I will say this though: this is where you go with player first. In my opinion, what I said earlier: player first, matchup second. So if you're someone who says, "I'm just going to captain Salah," "I'm just going to captain Mane," I'm, you know, that's if that's how you're approaching right now the season. Sure, who cares? It's Chelsea. They've been vulnerable. They yeah. give up goals. They've right. They've conceded eleven goals. On 19 shots on target. Yeah, exactly. So I can't fault you if that's what you do. But if you go, if if you're like, well, I have Salah and I have Sterling, all things being equal, I don't know who to captain. So let me go to the matchup. Then of course you go to Sterling. Of course, then you do. So it just depends on what your your approach is. And and either way, I'm guessing when we discuss this next week after game week six has been played, you probably can't go wrong. All right. Fair enough. Just ask him. Listen, we made a fun pod for the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time.